Good morning. Today is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. According to a new report published by WalletHub, which is a personal finance site, Boston is the second least affordable state capital in the country, only behind notoriously expensive Honolulu. And it has the highest cost of housing and the second highest cost of living. Now, we did score very high on some quality of life indexes. We were ranked number one in access to public transportation, which honestly, I have no idea how that's true, but let's just take it on face value. Number one, availability of quality takeout and delivery. Number one on sports fan friendliness. Are you kidding me? And number one on share of millennial newcomers. However, as previously stated, we have incredibly high income disparities, which basically make Boston a luxury city with high livability for some and a city of austerity and misery for others. We only score right in the middle with quality of education and health at 24th, which is surprising. Though again, not surprising when you take into account inequality. With Kim Janey set to be acting mayor as soon as Marty Walsh officially resigns, People are starting to dig through the city charter to understand what exactly the powers of acting mayor will be. And according to the city's charter, an acting mayor does not have all of the same powers as a sitting mayor and uses a very old legal phrase of shall possess the powers of mayor only in matters not admitting of delay, but shall have no power to make permanent appointments. And that last part is a little bit more clear. So acting mayor Kim Janey will not be able to make any political appointments However, may have the power to fire some political appointees if she so choose. But it appears the odd not admitting of delay phrase basically just means an acting mayor cannot divert funding to a massive new decades-long project, but can make all decisions necessary, which cannot be delayed. We still do not know if the city will vote to pass a home room petition to cancel the special election, as they did in Lawrence not too long ago. And it's something that I support. There's no logistical reason why we need to have four elections in one year for the same seat. Domestic violence decreased here in Massachusetts in 2020. However, some advocates are worried that that might be a reflection of a dark underside for the reality for people facing domestic violence. Quoting from David Adams, who is a co-director of Emerge, which is a counseling program for abusive men, Adams says, more victims and perpetrators are stuck together at this point. And so I think that strangely avoids this major trigger for a lot of potential killers. Or phrased another way, reading directly from the piece by Sherish Rodenberg, advocates for domestic violence victims say the decrease in domestic violence homicides may actually be a function of more victims staying in violent relationships because of the challenges presented by the COVID pandemic. With women being literally stuck at home and massive unemployment, the inability to find the resources to safely leave their abuser, people are staying in these abusive relationships. So to repeat the headline, it is good that domestic violence homicides have decreased, but we need to do a vastly better job, not just in providing emergency short-term and long-term housing for people facing domestic abuse, but making it so people have the means to support themselves.
That's going to do it for today's episode. Most people covered the inauguration yesterday, so a little light on the local news side. If you haven't, scroll down with your thumb and um, give me five stars on iTunes or iPhone, whatever service it goes through. Helps a lot with the podcast, giving the algorithm. And as always, if you want the 60-second video version of this, you can head over and TikTok and follow me there. But besides that, take care and have a great rest of your day.